0: Hello and welcome to a free preview of Greatest of All Talk. What I've always enjoyed about All-Star weekend is it's it functions as a NBA family reunion of sorts where you'll see several different generations come together like yeah, I said, even last the crazy week, got,
1: ohio in-laws i mean even
0: they uh, there that's you know? what i'm saying the, the whole <laughs> goat family gathered around you know ready to celebrate uh sabrina and steph on saturday night if not the game on sunday night I love to see it, and Sean, another goat, was out there. He said he ran into you on Friday night, I believe, and he enjoyed the festivities on Friday and Saturday, and dipped before the game on Sunday night. Oh, it was a Veteran pro move. move there. Yeah, a real, exactly. Real
1: pro move by him. I, yeah, both him and his wife were so kind, really, really nice, and um, you know they had some they were an interesting case study because they went not just for all-star Saturday in the dunk contest. They went to go see one of those concerts. And I always, cause I'm not like a live music guy at all. I'm not really a music guy. Um, despite, Shocker. <laughs> despite my incredible pop smoke, uh, references this episode, um, <laughs> which was completely lost on me, by the way, I have no idea who pop smoke is really. Well, the tragic irony nope. of pop smoke is that you listen to him and you feel invincible. And unfortunately he was killed, but, um, that's probably a topic for a different day. Um, They went to the concert, I think, for the both of them and then the dunk contest for the both of them. It seemed like they had like similar – I mean they're married, so they probably have similar basketball interests and similar music interests as well. But they got away from the kids for the weekend, and it actually felt like a great destination weekend. And it was making me think, like, this is kind of what the in-season tournament needs to be, right? You can't have those first games on the Thursday because Sean and Sean's wife aren't going to be able to get the sitter lined up on the Thursday for the weekend yeah. away. you got to line it up so that people can come and kind of make the most of it when they want to go to Las Vegas for the in-season tournament. But – um I had never been to any of these associated concerts, but apparently the concert was just great. Like they were like, this was amazing. So um, there you go. The NBA is succeeding on some fronts and um, you know failing on the main one. But again, like it's <laughs> it's, I, I suppose what we're trying to say here is All Star Weekend is best viewed not solely through the lens of the defense played in the last eighteen minutes of the game. Because if that's what you're hanging everything on, you're gonna be upset. But with that said, Adam Silver admitted himself on Saturday, you can have the best weekend ever, but no one will care if the main course on Sunday isn't up to snuff. And I do think that's kind of what happened here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say... Big picture. I understand a lot of people who are now saying this is just an exhibition game. It is what it is. It's never going to satisfy people. Let's all just move on and not take this too seriously. That's honestly probably the camp I would be in if I didn't host a podcast about the NBA. And that's a valid perspective. Like I would just say, all right, I'll check back in on Thursday when the real games resume. But what I would say in defense of the critics in the wake of Sunday night and last year's game and all the other lifeless atmospheres we've had to endure over the last like decade or so is just like last week where I was talking about how TV deals and franchise values are indicators of the overall health on the business side of the NBA, All-Star sort of functions as its own indicator of health of the game itself. And when you're stepping back to look at how the league functions, I think it's relevant that the NBA has thrown all this energy into making this work, and it still doesn't work. The league has no idea how to make this event fun or interesting. And it should be a celebration of basketball that helps grow the game and what we're getting instead is essentially a showcase of all the worst stereotypes about the modern NBA whether it's the lack of defense everyone just shooting threes the league has no idea how to make players care everyone's just sort of going through the motions the brands
1: the money driving yeah. everything the focus on revenue above all else you know shortcuts for gimmicks instead of you know the pure sport all of it
0: yeah, and, and so uh, to the extent that there is backlash, I actually don't know that it's really about the Sunday Night All Star Game, but I get the sense that this turns into an annual airing of grievances in large part because there are lots of people who are just angry about what the rest of the regular season has turned That's a great into. Point. And so the All Star Game is sort of a, an avatar for a lot of the modern issues that the NBA is struggling with and has thus far been unable to solve or address in any meaningful way. And so that's why this continues to happen every year.
1: Yeah, I think there's two things going on. I think you have some critics who are just out on the NBA. And I actually drove through a lot of what I would call red state territory because I flew into Kansas City and drove all the way to Indianapolis. It is amazing almost the total lack of visibility across a lot of that country Of the NBA. If you just go into stores, you go into hotels where I was staying, whatever, the players who are being marketed to people and in their face are Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. There is no LeBron to be found. There is no Steph to be found. Now, obviously, Caitlin, she's got a pretty good stronghold up there in Iowa. She's doing just fine. Uh, But it is night and day in terms of what it looks like if you go to a place on the coast. And so for that reason, I do think, like, you know, we were talking about where should they host these all-star weekends. Like... To a certain degree, being able to put an all-star weekend in Indianapolis so fans like Sean, who lived in Kansas City, could get to it easily and actually come and have a place to express their love for basketball, like there is an argument for that because I think they're struggling in some of these areas, especially when Stars leave, Paul George was getting booed. All these years later, because he didn't want to be in Indiana, right? So you have this problem of like the small markets feel like they don't have a shot. And then there's just not that many teams in some parts of the country. And so I do think you have to spread it around a little bit to try to reach those people who are otherwise just going to say, hey, this is a coastal sport. I don't care about it. It's not for me, right? So There is some level to that, but you hit on the idea of the celebration. So you've got some critics who are just out on the NBA. Then you have some critics who care, and I think it's really cool to care, and that's part of the reason why I bang some of these drums so hard because um, it can be better. We know how much people like basketball. Indianapolis is the perfect example of it. They have a John Wooden statue downtown. They have a museum for Oscar Robertson like a mile away from me. They have a high school team from 1954 that has come to represent the entire state's identity. They've got beautiful buildings, the Hinkle Fieldhouse, like I mentioned earlier, Assembly Hall down in Bloomington, those, uh, you know— Fieldhouse culture, man. Right, the classic red and white Indiana jerseys, Larry Bird from Indiana State, that powder blue jersey uh, got on the front of Sports Illustrated. These are things that anybody who loves basketball— Can have an affection for right i mean they they've got the set from the movie still that you can go and tour i mean it's just unbelievable how many different basketball oriented destinations that they have they have an an entire museum uh for for the state of indiana's basketball culture here not every place has that right and so that's what we're trying to rekindle that's what we're trying to get back we shouldn't have to drive an hour and a half out from indianapolis to the middle of the cornfields to find out about a team from 1954 to feel that love of the game, and <laughs> unfortunately, you know the the love of the game part was really slipping, um, you know during this weekend, and that's why Steph and Sabrina deserve so much praise. That's why Jalen Brown, who had an atrocious dunk contest performance, I mean it's just bad. That's why he deserves yeah. praise because at least he's he trying does. to lead by example and hop in there. That's why we just thank the Lord. For Mac McClung, <laughs> jumping over Shaq. <laughs> Give us something, anything on Saturday night. We're so thirsty and hungry for it. Give us a good moment. And that's why we look at guys like Anthony Edwards and Scotty Barnes screwing around during the skills challenge and have the exact same uh, reaction that Victor Wembanyama did, which is, yeah, I guess they were just trying to have fun. But for me, winning is fun. Thank you, Wemby. Yep. You will save us. Keep this attitude. We're going the <laughs> right direction. You know, we're, we're hopping on your back and we're going places. And, So I'm all over the map here um, because, you know, this does matter a lot. I do care a lot about it. It's just so hard to bottle up the the pure passion for the game. But it's sad that in this showcase moment that you're describing, the passion so often is just not there. It's just completely missing. And I would actually also call out Jokic and, and Luka, two guys who I have phenomenal amounts of respect for their basketball games. They could not care less about the All-Star game. It's a big joke to them. And a huge conversation this week was who's going to take the torch from KD, LeBron, and Steph. And those are two guys who are in that convo at the they head of the line. Be. And these yeah. guys are screwing off more than anybody during the All-Star game. And I love their little two-man banter. I love that Jokic will dump cold water on Luka's neck and make him you know, freak out during his interview. It's funny. Um, it does feel like they're going to play together at some point. I mean, they feel like that level of close. I don't know where that's going to happen or when, but those seeds were starting to be planted, but they just do not care about the All-Star game. And so I would say, honestly, they deserve to be you know kind of viewed as one of the faces of this problem.
0: Right, yeah. I mean, and when you zoom out, I think everyone, it turns into like a 48-hour existential crisis in the wake of every disastrous All-Star game we have to watch together. Um, And I think there are problems with the league that are structural and then there are problems with the league that are cultural. And so uh, the structural side, you know, you can talk about just minutia, the failure to create meaningful incentives for the in-season tournament, the 82-game schedule the video reviews that are just endless and and really detract from the momentum of big games the failure to take action to address any blowouts or or the quality of play like player movement, the rules they have in place that make it unbelievably expensive to keep good teams together that I'm preemptively annoyed at because I've loved this Wolves team and watching them grow together and they're going to have to make some really tough decisions this offseason. So there's all of that And, and, you know, particularly trying to keep good teams together. That's the exact opposite of what the league should be trying to engineer. And all of that I put on Adam Silver and the decisions that he's made and, and the areas he's chosen to emphasize. His as approach.
1: It's not just his his decisions, right? It's his philosophy. If you're going to have this partnership and this collaboration with the players, you're giving you're seeding a lot of authority. You're seeding a lot of ground and you're giving people inches and they're taking miles at this point. And what are you
0: getting in exchange for all of that? And that's the the cultural side of this is It's on the players to make the All Star game matter and to actually show up and try. And no one's asking for 110%, but. Play defense, you know? I mean... Joe
1: Dumars was. (laughs) Joe Dumars was asking for 110%. (laughs) He got himself 211 points. Not his fault, by the way. It's on Adam.
0: Yeah, his demands fell on deaf ears. And and that's where it is on guys like LeBron and KD and Steph and Jokic and Luka. And the, the culture of just showing up and playing hard because it matters to the fans is something that's been lost over the last decade or so and pride yeah absolutely and it goes back to the event saturday night where steph could have looked bad but he went and did it anyways and i think some of that same psychology animates the rest of all-star weekend where you've got the biggest stars in the world they don't want to put themselves out there including in the actual game where how much is there to really gain if you try on defense and you know put together a game that people actually want to watch for two and a half hours? Doesn't really move the needle one way or another for anybody who's involved. And the reason to do it is because it's the right thing and because you're right. doing your best to sell the league and and put together a, a product that the NBA could be proud of. And over the last ten years most people have just stopped prioritizing that whatsoever and it shows well, obviously
1: and and i think it's because adam silver's mba is a transactional mba everything is kind of focused around the idea of driving television ratings making money you know growing the pie right that's been his focus kind of from you know day 1 of his uh, tenure and he's been successful at it. But what happens when you create this transactional culture where you get away from doing things because it's the right things to do. It's because how history had done it previously, because you have pride in how you want to play because you're a competitor And you start to say, well, you know, uh, how much am I getting from this? What do I have to gain? Is the cost benefit analysis making sense for my portfolio LLC, right? Like, oh, if I have a bad dunk contest, you know, this could, uh, you know, cost me my ruffles contract. I don't know if I want to go out there and do it. Once that becomes the culture, you're in a tough spot because now the players are going to come back just like they did with the in season tournament and say, what are you going to pay us to actually try hard on defense? Yeah. What's that price going to be? And you just keep getting to this thing where you're getting milked and milked and milked and milk. OK, well, now you have to play at least 65 games if you want your Supermax contract, right? Like everything turns into this you know, negotiation. The NBA has become this entire – Organization of micro negotiations over every last thing. And that goes to the commissioner because that's the culture he created. It's not how I want it. I've complained about it a lot over the years. But like, I think his only answer to fix this is going to be to pay them more to try. Right. It's like, that's going to be like the only answer he's ever been able to come up with in terms of trying to get through to these guys is the financial incentives. And, um, you know, this is a, a byproduct of that collaborative approach that we talked about earlier. So we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see how much the winner gets next year. You know, MVP, $3 million bonus. If you think nobody passed to Halliburton this year and froze him out down the stretch, wait until there's seven figures on the line and we'll see if he ever touches the rock.
0: All right. And that is the end of the free preview. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode and get two episodes every week from me, Andrew Sharp and Ben Golliver, you can go to greatestofalltalk.com
1: and subscribe to the show.